Hey, 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 folks. Welcome to We Got a Bully, a new podcast devoted to the American bully and a whole lot more. What's an American bully, ask? Well, that's what we're here to figure out. Marie and I just discovered this strange and beautiful creature, and, well, we decided we couldn't live without one. They're fascinating animals, but they're also quite controversial. Love us or hate us, you're in for a wild ride. We're in uncharted waters, so join us as we jump in feet first and discover what we've gotten ourselves into. Hey, 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 folks. Welcome to We Got a Bully, the show on all things American bully. And today we're going to be talking about how to judge your bully. Uh, we're talking about the judging process uh, for show bullies or American bullies that you take to be shown and judged. And we're not pulling any punches. So uh, I think I'm a little worried about this one, Marie. <laughs> what about you? I yeah. think it's going to go just fine. Good, good. My only concern is uh, I don't want to make any enemies here or, uh, you know, ruffle any feathers with the with our fans, you know, if we're pointing out the potential faults in their bullies. Is that something to be concerned about? No, so. because I think most of our listeners are just dog lovers and bully lovers and um, probably not competing in shows or planning to compete in shows, so... I think it's okay to learn what the standard is and how they're judged. And I think people love their dogs for all their eccentricities and things that make them different. Fair point, fair point, I agree. Uh, judging though, and we're not one to judge, so I just wanna relay, we're, we're just communicating how the judging process works. We're not professionals. Is there any other legalese I should add here? No, uh, well, I think that we should let them know that the standards that we have been reading up on are the standards held by the American Bully Kennel Club, the ABKC. But I think there's a second kennel club called the Bully PEDEX, PEDEX, hmm. the Bully PEDEX, PEDEX. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. This is, a clean, this is a clean podcast. I'm going to have to edit that out. The BPKC. <laughs> okay. And so they have shows for different types of bullies that the okay. ABKC does not necessarily recognize. So today we'll just be talking about what the ABKC recognizes. I knew there was the ABKC and then there's the uh, just the Kennel Club, but I don't, I'm not no, sure what the... there's no just Kennel Club. <laughs> is that what we're in charge of? Yeah. Is that what this is? Just the KC, the, the Kennel K Club. The KC sounds pretty good. Maybe I should change the title of the show. Um, I think I'm all over the road, too, because you're headed off on a trip, folks. This is a little inside baseball here, but... Uh, Marie's headed off for work for two weeks. I do feel bad about that, and nah, I'm sort of dreading the trip. I know. I, I just want to bring it out there. want to be honest with the, each other and ourselves and the viewers and the listeners, but I think it's weighing on me because uh, you leave town, and it's just uh, Mad Max around here. She, when you come back, it's just... Uh, you, the kiddo, and the dog uh, are just... I got a mohawk. We're all on a motorcycle. It's a... <laughs> The dog's um, walking you, you're oh, walking the kid. Control. Pretty much. That's, that's about the sounds of it. Um, but so, yeah, so that, folks, if we sound a little uh, polywonkous today, that's a little bit of the background of what's going on. Also, I think the last time we were doing this, we had a nice bottle of wine, there was a candle lit, and now I'm dry as a bone, but uh, I'm feeling healthy for the most part. How about you? You're feeling good? You got the keto going, you got the, the sobriety going. I feel good. I Oof. feel healthier. Man. And the sleep has been so oh much God. better. I feel like, yeah, every night it's like we're just uh, abducted by aliens, but uh, in a good way. 
REM sleep. All right. That doesn't make any sense. All right, let's get down to brass tacks here. We wasted enough of our listeners' time. Uh, maybe we should just kick it off and kind of go through the different uh, types of bullies uh, before we get into how they're judged. Do you so, mind uh, just defining those types for these folks? Sure. So I think that we've mentioned them before, but I'm not sure that we described them. So there's the standard, the pocket, the XL, and the classic. Okay. The standard, and they're basically, what, what differentiates them is their height. Okay. So the standard is anywhere from 20, 17 to 20 inches for males and 16 to 19 inches for females. At the withers. Yes. Okay. And the what with- is a wither, anyway? Well, we have something here in front of us that oh. shows the withers. They are the dog's shoulders. I always hear that. They're always like, at the withers, at the withers. I always nod along. It but, kind of uh, sounds like it would be the rear end is the withers, but it's it not. Like it's the shoulder. It's the okay. shoulders. All right. So, so that's the standard. So yeah. you want a muscular dog that stands anywhere from 16 to 20 inches. Yes. And you want it to have, as we have talked about, a big, bulky, blocky head. Boom. Okay. Okay. So from there, if we go down and the withers don't stand as high, that's mm. the pocket. Okay. Which is such a cute name, isn't it? The Pocket, pocket Bully. Pocket would be a good name for a dog. Pocket would be a great just name. just Pocket Bully? I knew a beagle once named Satchel. That's pretty cute. <laughs> That's pretty good. Who, who's, are we allowed to, who, whose dog is that? My friend Tara. Uh, it was really her mom's dog. Whatever happened to Satchel? Well, this... I, he's in doggy heaven. Oh, mm, I had to ask. Or he went to that farm in the sky, as you <laughs> talked about right. earlier today. Well, we're, what was the context for that? Uh, I think we were just talking about how talking about uh, sickly dogs uh, in front of kids. Uh, because our right. dog... Full disclosure! Our dog is not only getting very old, he likely has cancer. Hopkins. We are waiting for the biopsy to come back. And on the way home from school today, my daughter asked me if... She said she felt sad because she thinks Hoppy is dying. Did she say that? That's she news did. to me. She did. What did you say? And I said, well, I kind of wanted to say we are all always dying, but I didn't say that. (laughs) I went full Buddhist on her. (laughs) Got a Sylvia Plath. Who who says that? (laughs) Nietzsche? It's the first thing that came to my head. What does that say about me? Oh, I like it. That's why why you and me, lady, ride or die. (laughs) Ride and die. (laughs) Uh, I think I just told her he's getting old and he's still going to be with us for a while. And that made her feel better. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? In a couple of years, that won't do anything. <laughs> uh, the other thing I think the reason I brought it up is, is because we we're talking about this issue. And I said or thought aloud to you, uh, isn't it interesting that suburbanites like ourselves always kind of hide things and say, oh, no, no, the dog, what's the old cliche? The dog's going to go upstate to the farm where he's going to run free and eat you know whole grains or whatever they tell the kids and the kid goes oh okay and then the dog disappears but in the farm you don't hide anything it's not like they say they're sending it to the suburbs the the the, <laughs> the dog is just laid out to pasture or whatever right yeah i suppose so they and the kids the learn kids, that yeah. they know it they just see it brass tacks yeah. Ooh, i don't know maybe i wish i was raised on a farm i also think that we are urbanites not suburbanites uh we can discuss that offline. Yeah, that's offline. Story for another uh, story. Anyway, sorry. You, as you were saying, withers, pockets, so, satchel. Yeah, so the pocket, 
uh, ranges from 14 to 17 for the male and 13 to 16 inches for the female. So sometimes they're called, you'll, you'll hear micro bullies and mini bullies, but those are not recognized classes of bullies. The, the pocket bully is the official name that the ABKC recognizes. Mm. So those are, those are short little things and they're so stocky that you can see their bellies are often close to the ground. They're pretty cute. Bigger bellies maybe and shorter yeah. legs. No, I'm not sure that the belly's bigger. No, it looks bigger. Because it's an illusion. Yeah, it's the ratio of belly to leg. Uh, ratio of belly to leg. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then there's the XL, and those range anywhere from 20 to 23. That's a big dog uh, for males, so. and 19 to 22 in inches in height for mm. females. And I believe it. There's also note here that the XXL is not a registered um, size or type. Is that correct? Yeah, class. It's not class. a class okay. that's recognized. Yep. Um, and then the classic, I'm a little confused about the classic. The classic and the standard are the same height in the withers, mm -hmm. so anywhere from about 16 to 20 inches, but they say that they're not quite as muscular as yep. the standard. Yes. I, re I read that somewhere as well. They have a slightly lighter frame and a little less mass to them. Less mass, but still bullies because they have all the other bully features. The yeah, blocky head, the muscle, etc. But less muscle and less bone. All right. Oh, back to me. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's, uh, that's food for thought there. And uh, so that just gives us kind of a general breakdown for... I guess what we're looking for, looking at when we're talking about uh, judging these folks here. Um, and now, here's what I was thinking of, the UKC. That's what I was talking oh, about, yes. the Kennel Club. Yes. <laughs> United Kennel Club, is that right? That's right. All right, so I wasn't, uh, wasn't totally off base. Um, just gonna run through some of the general features uh, uh, for the breed that they're looking for, because really all of these um, types or classes, I should say, should have the core features that you're looking for in a bully. So before we even get to the judging, I just kind of a background of what a, a judge has in his or her head when they're looking at uh, these at these creatures. Because there's lots of beautiful dogs out there. I think lots of beautiful bullies, but they need to meet the breed's sort of definitional standards. Would you say that's right, Murray? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I mean, there's lots of beautiful dogs out there, but if they're not falling into these particular, uh, not clicking all the check marks, all the boxes, then they may not do well in the in the show. In the show circuit. Yes, the show circuit. All right, so uh, here we go. Um, so for, first off, I think they're really also, and I didn't know this before I started looking into it, they're looking for the temperament itself in the personality of the dog. So when they actually see the dog, they're looking at its behavior, which I didn't know before. I thought it was all just, you know, pose and body. You either had it or you didn't, but... Uh, uh, this is kind of like uh, you know the uh, you know <laughs> the way it looks. You know, is is it friendly? Is, does it meet the sort of uh, criteria for the American bully being a friendly kind of uh, person-loving dog, uh, but uh, has that kind of um, uh, demeanor? So, for being a family dog, so they're looking for that. So if you, they see, I guess, any notes of uh, viciousness or extreme shyness, if it's not kind of proud in, in, in its uh, 
uh, in its gait and its attitude and its demeanor, there'll probably be some <coughs> excuse me, probably be some points taken off for that. Wouldn't you say that's right, Marie? Yeah, because they're bred for temperament as well as for looks. There it is. And they are family dogs, so they should be, you know, gentle and playful and loving. Mm -hmm. I read somewhere something cute. They said that when a bully walks or runs, it should look like it should be looking around like it thinks something exciting is about to happen. <laughs> Where'd you read that? That's great. It does Never. seem like that. They do have that yeah. kind of, they bounce a little, don't they? Like, yeah. Like big fat rabbits so or something, cute. right? All right. Anyway, um, the head, as we said before, should be blocky. But they said the cheeks need to be prominent and free of wrinkles, which I thought was interesting. We're working from the head down here, folks. The muzzle, blo uh, broad, blocky also, but uh, shorter than the, mu than the length of the skull. Right? So the muzzle's shorter than the length of the skull. Right, being... but it can't be too short. So remember you were telling me about the 90-degree angle that yes, they're looking for? Yes, the stop. So it's a, I had trouble, you know, so basically it's a 90-degree angle from basically the forehead down the nose, and then boom, 90 degrees, boom, shoots out for the nose. If it goes too long on the muzzle, they'll dock you. And if it's too short, like an English bulldog style, you get totally docked too. Because if it's too short, they said, it's not going to have the proper uh, uh, athleticism. Uh, sorry to all you English bulldog lovers out there, but just there'll be a lot more panting, won't be able to regain its breath, so that'll affect the sort of workmanship qualities of the dog, whatever that means. But uh, So that's uh, one little uh, factor there. The nose should be large, it says, with well-open nostrils. All color of nose pigment are acceptable. Nose color is usually in harmony with coat color. Look at that. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, bullies that have sort of pink noses. The, uh -huh. the the white bullies often have pink noses. They're very cute. Oh, those they are adorable. Yeah. They look like they're romping around the snow, or it looks yeah. like they're wearing a uh, snow a snowsuit. You yeah. know, when you were a kid, you wear a snow snow outfit. What are those called? What am I trying to say? Snow. I think it's a snowsuit, no. like in a Christmas story. Yeah, is it a suit? It sounds strange, but I guess that's right. Um, and so, eliminating factors, folks. Uh, excessively large, heavy head that's dis disproportionate to the body, a muzzle that's so short or blunted that it interferes with breathing, uh -huh. a weak lower jaw, uh, and if it's slightly a turned up muzzle, they don't like that either. So just some factors there. Um, moving on, the teeth, they like to have a scissor bite, which basically I think means that uh, they, they teeth align perfectly and meet in a, in a kind of a perfect crisp uh, bite. Yeah, they so, don't like that um, under, that, that under, bulldog underbite. Underbite yeah. or an overshot or any kind of missing teeth apparently or also you lose points for that. Mm, so maybe you're a human too. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> or, well, if you're in America. I guess you're, if you're in the UK, that's just the, what you do. Sorry, folks. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, the eyes, they say like a medium-sized oval or slightly round. Set well apart and low on the skull. I don't know what that means. All colors are equally acceptable except for blue. And the haw should not be visible. What's a haw? A haw? A haw. How do you spell haw? H-A-W. Like hee-haw? Like hee-haw. They can't, you should, should not be visible. If it does hee-haw, don't do it at the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and it can't, it says the fault is blue eyes. They don't like blue-eyed bullies. I did huh. not know that. Well, we're all learning something tonight, folks. Um, eyes, ooh, serious faults, eyes not matching in color. 
Sorry to all you mismatched. I, I like a mismatched eyeball on a bully myself. I don't really uh, mind about that. What about you, Marie? No, I think it gives some character. Okay. The ears. Here we go. Uh, uh, ears are set high. They could be natural or cropped. I didn't know that. I always thought it had to be cropped for the show. No, because in many countries, cropping ears is, is illegal. illegal. That is correct. Uh, you're absolutely right. Because And this is the United Kennel Club. If it had been looking at the American Kennel oh, Club, it might have been a okay. different story. I don't know about that. Uh, moving on. Um, uh, so, yeah, they even add that uh, any kind of deafness or bat ears, whatever those are, uh, are disqualifications. Bat ears are the kind of ears that... Hang upside um, down? That hang upside down. <laughs> no, actually, I think it's the opposite. It's the ones that stand straight up, sort of like a French bulldog has. Oh, yes. But I don't know why they're called bat ears. What are those called? They That's do. called they hit, something They're else. like, you know, like they have like their radar. Yes. But right. I think that's what a bat ear is, is the kind of ear that, that corgis and French bulldogs have. Is there a dog named Radar? I'm sure there is somewhere. It's got to be but some, uh, that we in a movie or in something we've seen. I don't know. But then again, I don't remember the movies we see. Fair we've enough. talked about this before. Okay, I think on the podcast. Anyway, moving on to the neck. Moderate length and muscular. So it should widen gradually. Where it joins the skull, so it blends into the uh, to the shoulder uh, blades there. So some faults would be if it's kind of too weak, or if it's an ew neck. I can only assume that the judge goes ew. Just kidding. I'm gonna edit that out. It says E W E, an ew neck. You? You talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I'm talking We're to gonna you. have to put some. I got to work on my reading. Well, I was going to say our show notes are really going to have to oh my God. help people out a bit, Ooh, little bit. People are going to be like, what is this what about? What is a haul? What is a you? Haul, haul, haul. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of, we're gonna have to, this is going to have to come with some footnotes and maybe a dictionary. Um, excessive dewlap. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want a dewlap, folks. That's nope. Like, the like, dewlap. It's like the mountain dewlap. It says D-E-W-L-A-P. Dewlap. There you go. All right. So serious faults, a short neck that would interfere with functional ability. I would think that is a problem. Uh, a neck that's too long as to be out of proportion with the body. So no, you know, ostrich necks, I guess. Um, all right. We're, we're getting in there now, folks. The body. It's got to be broad, deep-chested, well-sprung ribs. What does that mean, well-sprung ribs? Is this British? I don't know what's going on here. Have we not done enough research? Oh, no. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should, probably should have looked up some of these terms, I guess. I didn't know it was, was going to be uh, require a uh, master's degree to figure this out. But uh, in any event, um, the chest may be wider than it is deep, but free from exaggeration. Unlike this show, which is full of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, the back's wide, strong, and firm, and the top line is level and straight. So that's interesting. You can't have any kind of like rising bum on these dogs. It's got to be flat back. Yes, I remember reading that. You should be able to put a cup of tea just right on the back yeah. of that dog. You don't want to sway back. You don't sway want back. a back yes. where the rear end goes down or one where the rump goes up. Okay, yeah, and I'll include some of the uh, photos, some really helpful um kind of shots of the dog and, and illustrations of, of uh, what we're talking about. I'll go ahead and put that on the old Instagrams. Um, here we go. One last point on that. Eliminating fault. Chest so wide as to interfere with normal movement. Obviously, I guess. And the four quarters. 
unlike the back quarters, the rear quarters. The fore quarters, the shoulder blades are long, wide, muscular, and well laid back. And the forelegs should be strong and muscular, and the elbows should be set close or just slightly away from the body. So I think what they're getting here, folks, is that he, he should kind of stand with his feet straight. Uh, so if they're kind of like curved out, that, like a like a duck. That's yeah, that bad. would impede his kind of ability to walk a little bit. Or, or bow-legged like a cowboy. Yep, that's bad. That would too. also well not bad, but it just might interfere well, with the judging. For the judging, yeah. They would correct. They would dock you some points. That's correct. all. That's all. Uh, and hindquarters. Oh, there really are hindquarters. Do you have to say that in a British accent? I think you have to. Have you ever heard Americans say hindquarters? I can't even do it. Can you? <laughs> I'm not sure we even use that word. No, I use it all the time. All right, so uh, <laughs> they're strong, muscular, and broad. That's all I'm going to say about them. Uh, the serious faults would be narrow hindquarters, obviously, and cowhocks. Now they just start listening. <laughs> and sicklehocks. Don't have those. And then the feet. Uh, removal of rear dew claws is preferred, but it's not mandatory. So I think that goes without saying. We don't even need to explain what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know what that means. Oh, shoot. So you know how our dog, when I cut his nails, yeah. I cut his nails. Yes. And then when I'm done with the regular ones on the on the actual foot pad, there's ah. one that's a little bit higher <laughs> up. It's like the thumb that's a little higher yeah. up on the leg the that thumbnail. appears to serve no purpose whatsoever. Evolutionary. That is the, what did you call it? The dew claw. That is the dew claw. And I just looked up what the dewlap was. Please. The dewlap is the fold of loose skin that hangs from their neck or their throat. Mm. So oh. there are some dogs that have that, like uh, I guess some of the Mastiffs. Okay. Or, um, I can't think of another dog that has it. But... English maybe? Not really. Oh, the the, the molasses. The molasses. Yeah. I knew that would come through. Then maybe she would come back to help us. Uh, all right. Oh, here we go. The tail. The tail should be referred to as a crank. Or, I'm sorry, it's often referred to. You don't have to. Uh, a crank or a pump handle tail. Uh, but straight tails are also acceptable. Uh, and when the dog is moving, it says, the tail is carried level with the top line of the back. Uh, when the dog is excited, the tail may be carried slightly higher, but never carried over the back. So the faults would be a, a bob tail or a screw tail. We'll throw you out of there if you come in there with a, a piglet tail. So uh, look out for that. And the coat needs to be glossy and smooth. Uh, can't be curly, can't be wavy, can't be sparse, and can't be long. Wow. Jeez. So judgmental. Picky, picky. Um, it's got to move with a jaunty confidence, conveying an expression that expects that any minute it's oh, going to see something new and yes, exciting. You must have read it here. That's where I read it. Yes, I love that. That's great. That's kind of how I move through the world. It's uh, okay. We've been through the heights. We've been through the eliminating factors. That's kind of uh, interesting. I feel like I've really learned something here, Marie. What you want to learn you? something new? Throw I get something me. else. Yeah. So I looked up you neck. <laughs> Me neck? E <laughs> My neck. Your neck. Ah. Okay. E-W-E. Yes. You neck. It's when it's concave under the chin. Okay. Uh, on the On the front side of the neck. It's concave. I'm thinking maybe do whippets. Whippets, I think, have uh, that concave you neck, maybe. Okay. So it caves in. It caves like in a cave. under the 
under the, the jaws. Isn't it referring to the length of the... No. Okay, that's something else. Uh, okay, all right, fair enough. Interesting. And, and I also looked up a haw. A haw, H-A-W, haw. H-A-W. So, I just learned something new. Please. Dogs have three eyelids. What? The third one is known as the haw. Oh, it's on the inside one yes. that comes in? Yes. No. Well, what? Like a lizard? <laughs> Wait, are we talking about dogs or lizards? <laughs> I'm still on dogs. Okay. That's another show. Yeah. Uh, so the example that I saw was, you know how basset hounds have that sad looking eye? Yes. And it's kind of droopy? Yeah. So one of those, the reason it's so droopy is because you can see it's haw, <laughs> oh. the third eyelid. I always thought that... The basset hound, along with the bloodhound, had a normal, f- like everything was normal with the eye and, and the face and everything. But the the skin was so heavy, it was dr- pulling kind of down like a mask, and then you could just kind of see the inside of its eyelids because its face was so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that not uh, is that not true? I have, I have no idea yeah. how the physics of eyelids and face mass on dogs works <laughs> my point is that if you had a basset hound in space you wouldn't even notice anything <laughs> <It would> just <laughs> float around uh anyway but uh so yeah so the basic uh, parts of this uh show here folks is that uh, you, is from what i've seen is that you bring them out um uh, there'll be a moment when the judge will kind of take a look at the whole crowd uh will approach the dog um and and usually review its structure and feel its structure on occasion. But the whole time, I think the judge is also assessing personality and temperament. Um, then, of course, you know, checking the tail, checking the eye, checking the, uh, what is it called, the stack, I believe, how they're standing. It's got to have the both feet facing forward, um, shoulder, uh, about a sh- only as far Paws as the shoulder, right paws under the shoulders, thank you. And uh, the feet need, and the back legs need to be farther back. So it's not like standing like a rectangle. He's standing like a, Trapezoid, <laughs> and then uh, and then he'll feel some of the muscle on occasion, or uh, feel any kind of place where he needs to assess the structure of the dog, and then they'll do their little run. That's when they have a little bit of a, a test the gait and to see how they look when they're running on their own. Um, well, they they test the gait two different ways. Okay, please, please. So they test the gait. They watch them run towards them and okay. watch them run away, yeah. so they can see their gait. Um, to make sure they don't go side to side or to make sure that their legs don't crisscross. crisscross. Yep. And then, you know how at the towards the end of the show, they make them go around in a circle? Yes. That's because they're watching the gate from the side, from the, from the, the profile. Right. And that's when they can see if, if their gate is whatever standard to that breed. Okay. Uh, okay. Interesting. And the reason they touch them in the beginning is because apparently some handlers are really good at hiding flaws in dogs. Yes. Depending on how they stack them. Yes. So the judges have to actually kind of feel their bone structure and their muscle mass. Sure. To to make sure that suss out any kind of trickery. To, yeah. Well, also just by pulling the head up, it'll change the entire posture. So if he's trying to or she is trying to make it look as though yeah i'm just holding the leash but they're actually tensing this dog up without the leash being held at all this dog might just be much lower to the ground and whatever you see does that make any sense marie yeah it's the same thing Uh, it's you know that handlers know how to make their dogs look their best literally um okay fair enough fair enough um 
kind of a follow-up on that. I think uh, I, I've seen in one uh, show I was watching, the guy would literally throw a, a ball, like a rubber ball on the ground. And then the dog, you know, a bunch of these poor bullies missed it completely. Like they just didn't even notice. And uh, yeah, I think they were looking in the wrong direction. And uh, But some of them do see the ball and they'll look down at the ball like, what was that? What's going on over here? And he'll look back up at the judge. And I got the feeling that was positive points. I didn't read anything about oh, this. Does that seem... I've never seen that. Yeah, he bounces the ball and the, and the bully looks over and then he looks up at the judge like, what are we doing? Are we playing? What, what's happening? And the, and the judge kind of was like, oh, good. Like, I guess uh, awareness of your surroundings. Is that or I guess, what, 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 like situational awareness? That's, that's the phrase I was looking I'm for. I'm not sure that's what the judge is looking, <laughs> no, for. They're looking for. But it's what we were saying before. Does the bully... Uh, does a bully seem like he's prepared for something exciting to happen? Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Maybe they have, maybe that's the judge's uh, call if they want to, you know, make some loud noises or, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Scream something nutty or. Right. It's a dog engaged. Does he react but not react too strongly? Mm. We're going to, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to get back to you folks about that. I want to know if that rubber ball bouncing was par for the course or if it's just something wacky. What do you think? Yeah, let's look it up. All right, we're going to get back to you on that. Did you want to add anything about uh, some of the determining factors uh, for this whole uh, debacle? Well, or? some people think that that last go around, the gate, the gate. The pro from the profile is the de the determining factor, but I think that that varies um, by handler and by judge. Oh, okay. So you're saying that could make it or break it right there. Some people think that. Okay. Fair enough. All right, moving on. What else do we have here? Oh my God, we're getting late on time here. You have any other uh, details here, Marie? Any other? Uh, and I, I'm going to go ahead and post some award winners too. I want to, you know, kind of just show off uh, some some prize winners for maybe for each class. I'll post like you know, like a perfect looking standard, a perfect looking. Uh, that could get controversial. I don't want to, you know, cause too much of a firestorm. You know. No, I'm in favor of it. All right. If they're champions. They're champions. They're champions. That's right. the end of it. Right. Um, they're good. All right, so it looks like uh, ooh, we're we're getting we're running long here. Do you have anything to add on that front, Marie, or uh, you think we've covered this one pretty well? What do you think? Would you want to watch Best in Show with me again? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that is really the preeminent, I mean, dog show movie. I think if you talk about dog shows, that's the one movie that comes to everyone's mind. I remember it being funny, but it was so many years ago. Oh man, yeah, it was just so like, very satirical. It is. You know? um, I remember. Still, when I think Basset Hound, I just think of that movie because that's. I just remember that the guy who owned the Basset Hound kind of looked like a Basset Hound. <laughs> I guess that was the point of the whole thing, but uh, I was actually explaining uh, to our daughter the other day that I'd read that the Basset Hound has extremely. And like the. Maybe I'm, tell me if I'm confusing this with the Bloodhound here. Extremely long ears so that it can. Uh, so that they trail along the ground and knock smells up into the nose to give them a better sense of a smell. I have read that and I think okay. that's true. I think it's true for both the Basset Hound and the Bloodhound. And there was something crazy about the distance. They were like, they can smell somebody 10,000 miles away. That's not right. But there was a very far away. That's Have you heard a stat like that? I didn't something. know that they could smell things from far away. I know that they have so many smell receptors on their nose that 
they can smell a very small amount of something, but yes. I didn't know about the distance. Let's look into Micro that. Micro smells. We'll curious. get back to you on that. Uh, we'll get back. What are some other movies about dog shows? I don't think there are any other ones. That might be it. Not that I can think of. Uh, there was a very... We did see something on Netflix where there was a documentary about dog shows on dog judging. You ever been to a dog uh, judging dog show? I a, was... A real, the real deal. I was in... Madison Square Garden once when they had the <laughs> when they had the um, the Westminster Dog Show. Yes, me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. I guess we weren't there at the same time, but yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a it's a big to do. Oh, I mean, they yeah. shut the whole thing down. They set the whole thing up. Um, something to see, folks, if you get the chance. But to be honest with you, at this day and age, I rather go see a bully uh, bully show outside the you know just. ABKC judging uh, judging tour show, wouldn't you? Sure, maybe when things open back up again. That's right. Post COVID. Forget about maybe it. That can be one of our first trips. Go see a show. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I think this has been a pretty good uh, app. I think we covered some things here. Um, we're going to get back to you. As always, I'm going to go ahead and fill in anything we've been missing, some photos, some stats, and. Uh, um, be happy to uh, answer any specific questions you folks have. Uh, go ahead and send those to us. Always happy to answer that. Uh, anything to add, Maureen? Just hope everyone has a good night, good rest of your day, whatever time it is that it is where you are. That's right. Take care of yourselves and take care of your bullies. Signing out. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode, drop us a line at wegotabully at gmail.com and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Remember to subscribe and if you like the pod and want to support us, tell your friends and spread the word. Thanks for listening, folks. We couldn't do it without you.